Today on episode number 896 of the School of Podcasting, I think it was Tony Robbins, we're going to say it was Tony Robbins, that put out that statement of, hey, if you want to do something, what you need to do is find somebody who's doing it well and just do what they do. And today I'm kind of going not so fast, Tony, because what works on that person's podcast may not work on yours. And if that's the case, what do we do? Well, let's talk about it. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you are new to the show, we talk about planning, launching, growing, and monetizing your podcast. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. And if you are looking to start a podcast, I was in New York, New Jersey this weekend, met a lot of wannabe podcasters. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. And so, what I like to do sometimes when trying to explain something in podcasting, because it gets a little murky, gets a little blurry, is to take the same concept and apply it to something else in entertainment. And I don't know if you realize this or not, when you start a podcast, you're in the entertainment business. That's kind of just the way it works. Because if you're not entertaining, well, then you're boring. And uh, the number one rule, especially if you ask my buddy Glenn Hebert from the Horse Radio Network, is uh, don't be boring. And so let's talk female singers. Now, if you're like, wait, what? I tuned in to learn about podcasting. Hang with me. So let's look at the singer Pink. Let's look at Adele. You know what? Just to keep things easy, let's look at that. We could throw in other people, Beyonce, et cetera, et cetera. But let's look at those two people. Both are highly successful. Both have phenomenal voices. I was amazed. I always thought Pink was kind of a gimmick, and she's got pipes. But Adele, if you go to see her, I actually, in doing some research for this show, watched some Adele concerts online, and she's... She's got a lovely British thing going on, and she's very, uh, not, I guess, vulnerable in a way, but she's very transparent, and she's very much what appears to be being herself on stage, and she'll share stories about the songs, and then she will stand there in a very beautiful dress and sing them. Great. Well, Pink, on the other hand, is was somewhat kind of seen as a tomboy when she first came out get the party started and all. And now she's um, she does a lot of gymnastics on stage. She'll wrap herself in these big drapes and spin around. And I'll put a link to this one video where it's her dancer that's doing a lot of acrobatics and things of this nature. But she's visually does a lot of stuff. My favorite thing that I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that is if you've ever watched an American football game, they now have this apparatus where you basically have a camera on a bunch of cables, and they can lower it down to where you're. it feels like you're standing right behind the quarterback, and it's flying all over the place. Well, if you just kind of upsize that and stick pink in it, she literally is flying all over stadiums. Like, she is taller than the stadium 
in some places. And again, it's very engaging to watch because the other thing is she's not lip syncing. She's really not. And the fact that she's spinning around and doing all this stuff while she's singing. So we have two completely different styles. And I bring this up because I remember once I was in Nashville for a national podcasters meetup and I'm walking in and I'm assuming that the people I'm walking with are podcasters because we're all heading the same direction. And I said, so tell me about your show. And he said, well, it's just me and a couple of buddies, you know, and uh, we get a couple mics out and uh, we just kind of do it Rogan style, you know, record for two or three hours and that's it. And I was, I remember thinking, yeah, that's, that's, I, I don't want to listen to that basically. And I've said it before, you're not Joe Rogan. So adopting his style isn't going to work. And in the same way, if Pink's manager came in and said, hey, Adele is at the top of the chart, so we're going to need you to just stand there in a pretty de- dress, maybe tell a couple stories and sing, it, her audience would be there going like, wait, what's go- what happened? Right? And likewise, if we start throwing Adele into all this, act, she'd be like, what is going on? Or she'd be, and her audience would be like, hey, she's trying to sing hello as she's flying over the stadium. That wouldn't work. And so I say that to say we can be inspired by other people. We can look at their format and go, I might mix some of that into my show. But just doing what someone else is doing, the one thing that's different there is their audience, right? Your audience may not appreciate some sort of wild, wacky, you know, if all of a sudden I'm like, hey, everybody, welcome to the Dave Jackson Power Hour. Okay, You'd be like, what is this? So I say that because you're like, well, wait, how do we learn how to grow our audience? Because if if that's not going to work, how do I how do I figure out what works? And so there are a couple things here getting it now to podcast. I'm, I'm assuming you've you've put the two and two together here that while I can be inspired by other people, we've seen people. If you're new to podcasting, there's a guy named John Lee Dumas. He does a show called Entrepreneurs on Fire. It was, still is, as far as I know, wildly popular. And when people came out, they would basically just tack on the word on fire. So if I was going to do a show about bicycling, it'd be bicycling on fire. If I was a librarian, it was librarian on fire. It was just everybody's, and they... He kind of had this show that asked more or less the same six questions. People tried to adopt his format, and then it, they didn't get the same magic because when you try to be somebody else, it doesn't come naturally to you. You should try to be yourself. So as I was researching this, and I looked into Adele, and I looked into Pink, and I looked into Rihanna, who really leans into who she is. She's a person from Barbados, Her style actually changes a lot from album to album, but it's always Rihanna being Rihanna. And it's scary to be yourself on a podcast because you are putting yourself out there. And then if it doesn't work, it's really hard not to take it personal because, well, you're putting your personal self out there and realize there are two things that make a great podcast. One is content and the other one is is delivery. And so if you're delivering it in a way where you're just being yourself, you have friends 
I'm assuming. Like, people don't run from you like you have the plague. So there's really nothing wrong with you, aside from the voices in your head, if you're like me. So that might mean you need a little help on the content. Another great example of this content and delivery is the Star-Spangled Banner. Now, my apologies to everyone across the pond. It is the national anthem of the United States. It's a beautiful song. It's not very easy to sing. And every year, at every football game and basketball game, somebody will come out and sing it. And it has the traditional melody. It's it's on the paper right there. You can look at the music for the Star-Spangled Banner, and some people will just follow it. Na, 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 right? That's the notes. And other people will go, oh, and they're going to make their own rendition. And no matter what version you do, whether you go, shall we call it traditional, or the slightly embellished or very embellished, either way you do it, uh, some people are going to go, that was the best rendition of the Star-Spangled Banner ever. And other people are going to call their friends and go, did you hear what that person did to the national anthem? And I'm sure whatever country you live in, you probably go through this same thing. So the content is great. The song is beautiful. Otherwise, I'm going to assume it wouldn't have been chosen as your national anthem. And then there's the delivery. And some people are going to love it. And some people are going to go, yeah, I don't think so. So how do you know what works? Well, first of all, how do you measure your success? I did a presentation for uh, Family Life in New York. It was a great time. met some really great people. And if I remember, somebody made me think. And if you're new to the show, if you make me think, I'm your friend for life. And I was explaining that you measure your success in many different ways. Because some people are just like, duh, downloads. I don't measure my success in downloads. I use it to measure if it, if you are finding this interesting, and we're going to talk about that a little more here in a second. I measure my success for this show by how many people join the School of Podcasting. Uh, Jen Briney over at Congressional Dish, she's doing her show where she reads the bills that go through Congress to raise awareness that, and, and most of us kind of already know this, but man, uh, there are people in our Congress that are doing things in our name with our money that are absolute idiots. And and so she's trying to raise awareness. You know, maybe you're trying to grow your network. Maybe you're just doing it to get your content out there and you love the way it makes you feel because you feel like you've been heard. So there are multiple ways to measure your success. And so consequently, again, your motivation may be different from someone else. So how do you know what's working besides downloads? And that's where we're going to get a little geeky today because I am doing things differently to really figure out what works. And that way, by doing that, I can quit doing things that don't work. That seems to make sense, doesn't it? You've only got 24 hours in the day. Figure out what works so you can do more of that and get some of your time back by not doing those things that waste your time, which will give you more time to experiment to find more things that work and more things that don't. More on how I'm doing that right after this. All right. 
I know you love it when I say really geeky things like, let's talk parameters, shall we? And if you're new to the show, I don't like get super geeky on here, but like it's going to drive you nuts because we're going to talk about UTMs. And you're like, oh, what? It stands because especially in America, we can't handle three words. It just blows our brains out. So we have Pabst Blue Ribbon as a beer. We call it PBR. Kentucky Fried Chicken is KFC. So if we're talking Urchin Traffic Monitor, yeah, we got to call it UTM. Urchin was a company that got bought by Google. And to that men's, I'm still surprised they're open because Google loves to buy companies and then shut them down. But because this works with advertising, that's probably why it's still here. So we're going to talk about these parameters. I'm going to say right up front again that you don't have to use these. It's free to use, although I will show you an easier way to do this that is a one-time fee, and it helps you identify what's working and what's not. So let's go through these. Website URL, campaign source, just the word campaign makes you go, what? Campaign medium, campaign ID, campaign name, which you're like, wait, what's the difference between a campaign source and a campaign name and a campaign term? Don't those all mean the same thing? And so, and then there's a campaign content. That's all, which again, so if this is kind of confusing, keep in mind, you don't have to use all these. So let's kind of take these one at a time and realize kind of going with the theme of this episode, you may use these completely different than I do. And I just started using these. And then when I saw, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I should talk to you about it. So the first one's really easy. The website URL would be, where do you want people to go? And that could be just your your website, so schoolofpodcasting.com, or it might be a specific episode, schoolofpodcasting.com slash you know, 896, or schoolofpodcasting.com slash follow. Where do you want people to go? That's the website URL. That's the easiest one. Then you have, and I'm going to remove the word campaign because it just gets squirrely. Then you have the source. And these could be your show notes, your newsletter, maybe a link you shared when you were a guest. And just think of this as the campaign source. Where was the visitor before they came to your site? Where was the last place you visited before you came here? Because if I'm getting a bunch of people from that source, I want to spend more time on that source. So again, it could be your show notes, could be a newsletter, It could be your Twitter or your X or your Insta or whatever. And so, you know, that if you have something where it's like link in bio, in some cases, you can put a link that says schoolofpodcasting.com, but when they click on it, it's actually kind of a trackable link because these make really ugly links. And we'll talk about that in a second. Then you have this thing called the medium. This could be, again, you could make it audio, video, the name of your show. So in my case, I have multiple shows. I have School of Podcasting. I have Ask the Podcast Coach. I have Podcast Review Show, Podcast Rodeo Show. Maybe I use that for the medium to help identify that. The campaign name might be your episode number. So I could see, oh, wow, show 894 of the School of Podcasting directed a bunch of people to my website. Um, they get into keywords And those are typically used in, again, ad campaigns. I have heard of people that will put a date there 
so that they can then go back through and see what was I doing on this date that directed people to this website. Again, remember, use dashes, not underscore, and keep everything lowercase. And so when you see a form and it's asking for the campaign term and you go, I don't really know what to put there, then leave it blank. You don't have to use all of these. Now, that's the good. And now, how do I make that, Dave? There is a tool I'll put out in the show notes. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 896, one is simply from Google and you click on it and it pops up a form and you, you fill in all the information we just talked about. You click a button and it gives you this really long URL. And this is where you could use something like Bitly. Bitly is free. And Bitly, I think, also has some of these tools built into it. So that's the free version. And then you can go into your Google Analytics, which, again, is something you copy and paste into your website, and it can track that. Now, between you and me, I've used Google Analytics for years, and the good news is it can give me an insane amount of details about my visitors. But the bad news is, I'm always like, wait, I just wanted to see what was my most popular page or something else. For and it just seems like there's so much information from Google that I usually find it. And then it's just, it can be very overwhelming because there are just so many options. So that's the good news. The bad news is you're like, wait, where's the thing with the slash and then click there and then click there and then go over to the right and click on that thing. And it's easy. It's right there at the bottom as soon as you scroll to the bottom. That's so I started using a tool called Fathom. Uh, it is uh, a you know stats kind of package tool thing. And what I love about it is it just shows me what I want. Like what's my most popular page? What's my bounce rate? A bounce rate means... Somebody came to your website, they looked at one page, and left. And unfortunately, Google kind of looks at that as not great, which is unfortunately, like I have a show called Your Podcast Consultant, and it's uh, you know short lessons with a big value is my tagline. And people will go there because my episode answers one question, they get the answer, and they leave. So my bouts rate is a little higher on that website. And so I can go into my Fathom stats and see this. And I started using these UTM tracking things. And now I can see what's working. I can also see things that I haven't even put in to, you know, use these new, and they're not new, they're new to me, UTMs. And I can see where I'm getting traffic from Facebook and Reddit and all these different places that I leave comments. So by seeing the information and my newsletter and I have, I, you can get as crazy as you want with these. So for example, I might put a link in my media host. Now I use Libsyn. I also work there, but in my actual show notes, in my episode description, I might put one link to, you know, whatever the heck I want people to link to. And then when I put that same information on my website as a blog post, I might swap out that link so I can see that one source is from you know the different apps that show my episode description. And then I can also see how much traffic uh, was from my website. Because in my case, I might have episode descriptions 
that explain this episode, but I'm also going to have a link there so that you can click and join the School of Podcasting as a member. So that, again, I can see how, how much traffic is coming to my membership site, and it might be the episode description in the app or the episode description on my website. You can get as detailed or as just a general overview as you want. And I'm I'm going to cut it there because it's really geeky. But I my bottom line is I wanted to let you know, if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 896, I will have links to the form you can fill in to have it just make one for you. I'll have links to a, an extension if you want to put it into Chrome that you can click on that and it will do one for you as well as Fathom apps. Now, the other thing, oh, by the way, Fathom apps is not free. Google Analytics is free. Fathom apps, Fathom apps, Fathom stats is, I want to say $12 a month. So if you're like, ugh, and then there's one more thing that I pay for, but this was a one-time fee. And you may have heard me talk about this. Uh, it's one of my favorite tools. I use it religiously. It's called Switchy. And if you want to see it work, go to supportthisshow.com slash Switchy. And Switchy is S-W-I-T-C-H-Y. Switchy can basically you take that really long URL that you just got from Google and you can put it into Switchy, and you can have it do things like I have it set up for the domain support this show. And so if you go to supportthisshow.com slash Q2U, that is my Switchy link that will redirect you to my Sweetwater affiliate link for the Samson Q2U. And I can see how many people clicked on that. If you go to powerofpodcasting.com, that is, for lack of a better phrase, a Linktree type website. So if somebody says, where can I find all of your stuff, Dave, not just the School of Podcasting, I will send them to powerofpodcasting.com. And that is a page that I made using Switchy. And I can not only see how many people went to that page, but how many people clicked on the School of Podcasting, how many people clicked on my book, Profit from Your Podcast. Again, I can see what's working. I just got done doing presentations in uh, New Jersey and New York. And at the end of the presentation, I have a slide that has a giant QR code on it that says, you know, for more information and to follow Dave, click that. And I believe this weekend I used a QR code made by Switchy that sends them to the power of podcasting.com. And you're like, great, Dave. I thought we were talking about UTMs, though. Here's the beauty of it. Forget about making UTMs. In Google, you can make them right within Switchy. And then, and this is where I was like, okay, now we're getting cool. All those things, you're like, wait, how am I going to remember what's the medium? Because you want to be consistent. You don't want the medium to be one thing for one episode and then swap it out. Because when you go to look at your reports, they're going to be all over the place. So how do you keep things consistent? You can figure out what you're going to use for what and then save it as a template. So for me, I have one called School of Podcasting. And when I go to it, I just change the one term that's I'm using my episode number. And so I can see that. And then it's super simple. Now, you're like, great, Dave, let me guess. More money because you already mentioned this Fathom app thing. Yeah, 
It is, but this is a one-time purchase uh, right now through the website AppSumo, which is kind of a blessing and a curse. AppSumo is a place much like Facebook Marketplace that I kind of don't go to because it usually ends up costing me money. But this is one purchase that I'm so glad I made. And you can buy a lifetime access for $39. Now, there are some limits to that, uh, like how many actual clicks you can have per month. But I'm nowhere near that. But I doubled down on this thing like nobody's business. I think I paid uh, like $117 for, you know, super jumbo deluxe number of clicks and things like that. But to kind of wrap this little segment up, you don't have to do this. Only if you want to know where my traffic is coming from. And so I know sometimes people get a little testy if I use the word hobby because there are serious hobbyists. When I was a musician, I took my hobby very seriously, but there are those people that are really just doing it for fun. And if that's for you, you can probably ignore this whole episode when I think about it. But if you're trying to figure out how to hone your craft, how to get some of your time back, because you might be doing a bunch of stuff on TikTok and none of your audience is over there. Nobody's clicking on anything. I know for a while I was doing things on Twitch and Twitch is primarily a gaming website and I was just getting nothing over there. And I was like, okay, I'll go back to that website when I have more free time. Now, I don't know about you, but the phrase more free time makes me want to giggle. So I was like, yeah, we're not going to do that now. I will do that later if I want to. So I don't want to overwhelm you. You might be sitting there thinking, oh, I got to buy something else. And then I've got to put all these things in. When you make it a template in Switchy, it's super simple. And then you can make a template for Instagram and one for whatever, you know, newsletter and one for this and that. And then when you go in and for me, like I said, I'm using this thing called Fathom Apps. I can see that, oh, wow, I got some visitors from Pinterest. I've been playing with that. I've got people from this. I can see where this episode, et cetera, et cetera. And especially for me, again, this is kind of a, a, a marketing tool. When I can see that somebody signed up for the School of Podcasting from this particular episode, and if let's say I get two people from that episode or three people, I'm going to go over and say, what did I say in that episode? Because I want to do more of that. Or maybe you're sending people to a page where you can follow the show because you should have a page dedicated on your website to where people can follow the show. And so I can see where, wow, I, I seven people clicked that today. What, where did that come from? Well, I can see here it's from episode, you know, 123. What did I say in 123? Because it's really getting people to click. These are the things you can answer. Now, if you're like, oh my God, enough with the parameter talk. Okay, we're done. We're done talking about UTMs. Thank you for sitting through that. Again, it's a little geeky. And sometimes we do that here. The other thing I wanted to talk about, what I am going to be paying much more attention to, it's been there this whole time and it's free, is you will always see any website of mine that says, here's where you go to the follow page, the two big buttons, and, and often there are four big buttons, but the, the first two are going to be Apple and Spotify. Why those two? Well, number one, it's the number one, Apple, which has somewhere around 60% probably of the market. And when we say Spotify, at least in the U.S., is number two, it's less than 
So there's a big difference between number one and number two. But both those platforms can show people in great detail how far people listened. And I think moving forward, one of the things we should really figure out if we want people to listen to our show is when did they tune out? How far did they make it? And realize this is a great stat. It can also be misleading because maybe somebody drove 20 minutes to the store, went in, got their groceries, and came back out. And instead of listening to the end of your show, they tuned on the radio. I know, shocking. What? And so it might look like they just quit there, but, you know, life happened. But this is a really, I feel, important stat. How far are people listening? Because I don't want people to like the show. And you're like, wait, what? No, no, bear with me. I want people to like the show, but what I really want people to do is love the show. I want them to like, oh, yeah, new SOP is out. I am hitting play right now. And that stat can show me, like, I, I'm humbled that the last time I looked, I believe I was at 89% of my audience is following the show on Apple Podcasts. So they've heard me say schoolofpodcasting.com slash follow, and they've done that. Now, of course, there's always going to be the naysayers that are like, well, According to stats, every download isn't listened to. Of course, we know that. But they did take action, and that's what I'm looking for is an engaged audience. And you can do the same thing in Spotify. The thing I love about Apple, I like Apple's interface. I know, shocking, Apple has a beautiful interface. Because you can actually see, like, here's one. Let me help you uh, not jump off the ledge. When you first look at the very beginning of your show, if you have a high follower count, you're going to see where that very first part of your show takes a dip. Why is that? Because my audience who are following the show have heard me say, podcasting since 2005, Dave Jackson, all of So they skip that. They know it. They're just looking to get to the meat and potatoes. So that's normal. And I can also see where somewhere around the 16 minute mark for this show, I started talking about the school of podcasting and please join my newsletter and my audience Either A, don't want to join the School of Podcasting. Well, then you should join my Patreon. Uh, And maybe they're already on the newsletter. But nonetheless, there's a little bit of dip. And you can see exactly. I know uh, November is rolling around here soon. We'll have politics showing up. You know, that happens every so many a year. And boy, if you start talking politics in a show that's not about politics, you're going to see some serious dips, if not unsubscribe. So be careful about that. But this is something... I personally am going to be looking into much more than how many downloads. Downloads are important. They're a measurement. Don't ignore them. Don't obsess over them as well. It's a Daveism. We're going to be talking about Daveisms in about uh, four episodes. When I come up to 900, I'm going to do a Dave's Greatest Hits episode. And uh, if you have any insights on that, by the way, if you want to say, hey, hey, something I always, if, if you have anything that you've taken away from the show, this is not the question of the month, but if you want to chime it in, schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. But that is something that staring at your stats does not make them grow. I know it's hard not to, but I'm now going to be staring at my completion rate. 
because A, that's also in the Apple algorithm in terms of the whole charts, right? Realize charts are not the top 100. It's here are the most popular people at this point in time based on how far people listened uh, and how many downloads they have. It has nothing to do with ratings and reviews. One more time, it has nothing to do with ratings and reviews. I don't care what your guru says. I'm going by what Apple says about Apple charts. They have nothing to do with ratings and reviews. They're social proof. That is it. And uh, so that's something that maybe we should be looking on. Because if you think about it, if you make a show that people want to consume every drop of it, I'm pretty sure when you then say, hey, do you know somebody else that would enjoy this topic that we're talking about today? Could you share it with them? And your friend's going to love you because you shared this great content. And I'm going to get to grow my audience. Or you can just tell them to go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash follow. I'm pretty sure they might do that more if people were listening to, say, 80 or 90% of your episode versus you know people that are listening to 23%. And that's going to be the next thing. Oh, you thought we were done. No, that's going to be the next thing. Dave, what's a good percentage? What's a good percentage? Well, on YouTube, if you can get to 50%, from what I understand, you are like a guru. You you are like, oh, 50%. Holy cow. And this is where we have to realize that in many cases, if you're doing a solo show, it's a lot like a solo sport. Really, when you golf, yes, you can golf against other people, but you're really competing against your last game. If you're bowling, I haven't bowled in so long, but if you're bowling, you're kind of up against yourself. Yes, you can bowl against other people, but you're not relying on that other person. And I realize there are teams and blah, blah, blah. But you you get my point, right? So what are you going to be happy with? When I interviewed Jack from the Dartnet Diaries, he wasn't happy with a 70. No, because 70 is a C, and C means average. And again, we don't want to be liked. We want to be loved. And that's the 90, 100, you know, maybe 85. I can't answer that question for you because, again, some of us are doing this just for fun. This is just cheap therapy, Dave. It's just me putting my words out into the Internet. That's fine. Then maybe you don't care how far people listen at all. You have to know your why. You have to know your who to figure out your what and to do a callback as we call it in the storytelling comedy world. What works for me may not work for you. And I've mentioned all the best practices before here on the show. And of course, that's what I teach at the school of podcasting.com. Use the coupon code listener and save on either a monthly or yearly subscription. Before I head out, I want to give a shout out. I was uh, speaking at an event for Family Life. You can find them at familylife.org. I was talking with uh, Dave and he was mentioning like when they first launched their podcast. Now they have radio stations like they have like actual like, you know, tune the dial to radio stations and they've embraced podcasting. When they first started off, they were getting like 300 downloads a month. And now they're like 19,000 or something like it's amazing what they're doing over there. 
And Therese, it turns out, this is why you want a podcast. Podcasting leads to relationships. Relationships lead to opportunities. And opportunities lead to more relationships. And so I wanted to figure out, since we're talking about, hey, how did, how did I end up in Bath, New York? Well, it turns out I met Therese at PodFest. All right, how did I end up at PodFest? We trace that back. I went to Podcast Movement, and some guy named Glenn Hebert stood up and did an impromptu speech that left me on the floor that I said, I got to have this guy on my show. And so it's relationships lead to opportunities. Opportunities lead to more relationships, and those relationships lead to more opportunities. And so Therese is on the radio, like legit radio. And you can find all their stuff at familylife.org. I should say Invisible Sky Buddy Alert, right? This is a, a Christian outfit. And Therese, we we're talking about something, and I, I was said, a, I, I guess apparently it sounded like I was slacking radio. I, I should always preface that, that I should radio in Cleveland, Ohio is horrendous, where the morning DJ guy does a lot of visual stuff to which I always want to go, hey, Rover, you do know this is radio, right? We're not all watching you. But, and I was saying how, and you've, if you're a regular listener, you, you've heard me say how when Andrew Dice Clay, who was a comedian back in the 80s, uh, started a podcast, he would do a reset, which you have to do on radio, because in radio, about every 10 minutes, your audience changes because they got out of the car. And so Andrew Dice Clay would be like, you're listening to the Dice, man. And I said, it was kind of weird because it's not like I started in the middle of the episode. Why is he going, hey, you know, right? And she said, well, it's kind of nice, though, if you think about it. If you want to reset, again, no rules on podcasting. But if you do a reset, a mild one, in the middle, well, what about that person that does stop the podcast? They go into the store. They forgot their earbuds. So they're not listening while they're shopping. They come back out and their mind has been on other places. And if you do a little mild reset, hey, we're talking with Dave Jackson today, author of the book, Profit from Your Podcast. Well, then maybe that person might go, oh, you know what? Yeah, that's what I was listening to. And I went, you know what? That's a good point. I love when somebody says something that I go, I've never thought of that. And I always say, if you make me think, you're my friend for life. So, Therese, you're now my friend for life. And so, if you have found this show from my presentation, it was a really lovely group of people. I, I have a treasure. There was a, a little girl there, and she was, I think, 11 years old, and drew a picture for me. Because uh, at the end, they had written down their questions on a card. And then Therese helped me go through these questions at the end for Q&A. And somebody just drew me a picture. And and that doesn't happen a lot. And so uh, that was a, a treasured gift. So, uh, But also speaking of Friends for Life, I was uh, at Indie PodCon in New Jersey. That was, this is always, we don't say small. It was an intimate, an intimate affair. But I got to hang out with Matthew Passy and Joe Pardo and Ross Brand and a whole bunch of other people that, oh, uh, you know, podcasting's gentle giant Rob Greenlee, who I got to ride in his Tesla. Holy cow. It's an iPad on wheels. It's crazy. And so it's always fun hanging out with uh, new people and, you know, old 
acquaintances and friends that you get to get caught up with. So if you have the opportunity to go to a podcast event, I know they're expensive, but even just look at like meetup.com, see if there's one close to you. And if not, I don't know, start one. I have a, a an intimate, I have an intimate uh, podcast group here in Northeast Ohio. And uh, again, I'll put links to that in the show notes, but it's always fun because again, relationships lead to opportunities, opportunities lead to more relationships. And I would love to have a relationship with you. That sounds weird. Uh, wow. Uh, and by that, I mean, as your podcast coach, and you can do that by going to schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener, and that will automatically apply that coupon I mentioned earlier, where you can save on a monthly or yearly subscription. And don't forget, if you're worried, that comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if on day 29, you're like, Dave, I don't know. I don't think this is for me. Well, then I'll give you your money back. And if you bought a microphone, you can sell it on eBay. It's really a lot of fun. And wait till you meet the School of Podcasting family. I love my community. So I hope to see you on the inside. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. And it turns out it was all Teresa's fault. And I got to say that right. It's Therese. I said Therese. It's Teresa's. No. Ah, crap. And so you've got the, again, the website. You got the source. You got the medium. You got the ID, the name, the term. And and now I'm confused. That's not good. <laughs> Here's the bottom line. You don't have to use all these things. <laughs>